Jeff. Jeff. Wake up. Wake up. See, what the hell are you doing in my room? We had a video to shoot. What are you talking about now? Yeah, right now. Dude, you said you could always roll out of bed and do these things. I guess you're right. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Jeff Cavalier, AthleanX.com. You know, Jesse's right. I do think I can roll out of bed and do these videos, but today we're actually going to talk about bed and the positions you are in bed and what you're doing underneath the sheets. Now, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm actually talking about what you're doing with your own body underneath those sheets that is absolutely wrecking your body and your workouts. Because what you do here is absolutely going to have an impact on what you can do in here. Now, let's start right off the bat with before you even get into bed. When you get in bed, guys, there's two things that you want to do. Number one, you want to stretch your body out. See, we always talk about the benefits of static stretching, but done at the right time. And we know that static stretching done right before your workout can actually reduce your strength and your output. We also know that doing it right before your workout can change the way that your body moves during your workout. So we don't want to do that, but we don't want to miss out on the opportunity to make sure that we're staying loose and we do that before we go to bed. Now why? Because when we go to bed, that is when our tissues start to heal each, uh, themselves overnight and they start to shorten overnight. So you want to make sure that right before bed is your last opportunity to keep them as long as they're possibly going to be. The next thing you're going to want to do is adjust the end of the bed. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about the tightness of your sheets because this is something that we don't even realize we do. We keep the, the end of our bed tight so when we put our feet in, our ankles automatically go down. And now we're spending the next eight, nine, ten hours with our ankles down in this plantar flex position, which is going to lead to tight calves, no doubt. You're spending that much time every single day. Well, what happens when you come back into the gym and you try to squat? If you can't get adequate calf flexibility here, you're not going to get down low enough, not at least without compensations in your knees and hips. So one of the biggest things you can do is to try to keep your calves loose, and that's by avoiding one of the biggest mistakes we make every single night by having those end of the bed sheets too tight. Next is the type of pillow that you're using, and here I want to caution you on going for the one that feels the fluffiest or the most comfortable. Because what you're doing is you're artificially creating so much flexion in the back of your neck here that you're leading to two of the biggest problems that we see in the gym. The first is called upper cross syndrome, which is when the shoulders start to round, our posture starts to adapt this way, and it makes it really hard for us to press or do anything up overhead, at least with good posture. And what's happening is a big contributor to that is a tight front of the neck. And that happens by using a pillow too tight that pushes our head forward, as you can see here. And beyond that, we know that we can lead ourselves to cervical disc issues by having this constantly flexed position here, which is something you'd never want to deal with. So opt for a flatter pillow that puts your head here in a much better alignment, your neck is in a much more neutral position, and you can even see the difference in the neck muscles that actually have a chance to relax here in this position. Kind of building on that same concept and how we kind of screw up our shoulders royally when we sleep at night is this next one, because this is really popular. How many of you out there like to sleep with one hand up under your head? If you do, you're causing some problems here because internal shoulder rotation is probably the second most rampant thing going on in our bodies that's really, really hard to reverse. Why? Because we spend so much time, again, strengthening the internal rotators in the gym, not strengthening the external rotators, which is a big problem, but more importantly, spending eight, nine, ten hours at night like this with our hand under our head. Now, if you look closely, look at what's going on here. My, my shoulder is in an internally rotated position. 
because I have my arm and forearm resting on top of the pillow, which is now angled upwards, and it's up under my head. Now, if you insist on sleeping this way, you can actually do this, but in a different way. You want to put your arm under the pillow, and you can see the dramatic difference. The internal rotation is now gone. You're getting into a flattened position here, which is a better position for your shoulder. You're not going to adaptively shorten overnight by doing this. And again, it still gives you the opportunity. If the habit of yours is to stay this way, you're going to be able to continue to do that, but just in a better way for your shoulders. This next one is for you stomach sleepers, because once again, here you're going to jack up your shoulders, but you're doing an even better job because you're hitting them both at the same time. If you land your stomach and you have your hands under your head here, once again, you're in this internally rotated position of your shoulders, which we know is not going to be good, especially for that prolonged period of time. But beyond that, look what's happening even down the spine a little bit more in the low back. You're causing a lot of tightness in the paraspinals right in your low back. And beyond that, too, you're jamming your body and your spine into extension for a long period of time, which is going to cause a lot of problems, especially if you have stenosis or any other condition, which is a narrowing of the spine. These are things you can avoid. You can kind of keep this arm position if you like to have them up behind your head, but once again, you're going to want to flip over and put them up behind your head this way. We've gone from an internally rotated position to an externally rotated position just by making that one change. A few fetal position sleepers, which I have to admit, that's me, look what you're doing to your body. You're, you're creating a situation where your hip flexors are getting so tight by literally being hugged up close to your body on top of the fact that you probably sat around a lot during the day too at your desk, you're, you are creating probably the worst of all scenarios here because adaptively shortened hip flexors can create a whole mess of problems, most notably anterior pelvic tilt, which leads to a whole mess of problems in the gym. I actually did a whole video on anterior pelvic tilt that you're going to want to check out as well. But the fact is, guys, you don't have to abandon side sleeping. Okay, here's the good news. If you want to sleep this way, you can sleep on your side, you just can't pull your knees up into your chest. You want to keep those hip flexors elongated, but you also want to make sure that you're not causing a stress on the outer hip by letting the top hip sink down. So it's easy to fix, you just throw a pillow between your two knees, and now you can see that everything is in alignment. Your hip is right there in alignment with your pelvis, you no longer have that shortening and tightness in your hip flexors. And again, even up to the top of the body here, you can see that we're still carrying through with that arm under the pillow to make sure that the shoulders are in a good position. As an alternative, you can look like a corpse too if you want. You can lay right flat on your back because we know that here you're going to have none of the issues. But of course, remember to loosen up the sheets at the end of the bed so that you're not getting that pull down effect on the ankles. And you want to make sure that those hip flexors are nice and elongated and your arms are in whatever position as so as not to cause any of these internal rotation positions of your shoulder. If you can sleep this way, then this is the best way always to sleep. But if you can't, you've got that option of laying on your side. Just make sure you make that one modification with the pillow. This next one actually starts before you go to bed, but really the important part is what you do as soon as you wake up, and that is what are you doing about your hydration? Now we know a hydrated muscle is going to have a better opportunity to heal and to recover, and we want to make sure that we're getting hydrated before we go to bed, but how soon? If you're the type that drinks a full glass of water right before you go to bed, you pretty much just guaranteed yourself one or two trips to the bathroom, and more importantly, one or two times that you're waking up and disrupting your sleep, and you don't want to do that. So optimally, if you can get your last glass of water in about an hour or so before you go to bed, so you can have one last time to go before you hit, hit the, uh, your head on the pillow, that's ideal. But realize, if you're sleeping for eight, nine, or 10 hours, you're going to be pretty damn dehydrated. So as soon as you wake up, do what I do. I literally go and I have a, a glass that's about 16 ounces, somewhere between 12 and 16 ounces, 
and I drink two glasses. I chug them down every single morning. That's the first thing that I do. And I want to make sure that I do this to jumpstart my hydration because it's too damn easy to jump in the shower, do something else, get distracted, and start behind the eight ball. You want to make sure that your hydration is on point right from the get-go. And last but not least, the most impactful advice I can probably give you is this. Get some damn sleep. If you want to perform well in the gym, then you got to get some sleep. And not just because you're going to feel more rested, but you've constantly got this battle between cortisol and testosterone going on every single day. And if testosterone wins, you're going to be in a better position than you are right now. If cortisol wins, which it likely is, especially if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're not going to like the results. Guys, cortisol will increase if you don't get enough sleep. It's been proven. It's, there's a direct correlation between that. And the more cortisol goes up, the more testosterone goes down. So do whatever it takes to make sure that you get enough sleep and now hopefully you're armed with better sleeping positions to avoid some of the adaptive shortening and some of the mobility restrictions that can come from not even realizing what you're doing once you close your eyes at the, at the end of the day. All right, guys, I hope you found the video helpful. Make sure you leave your comments and thumbs up below. If you haven't already subscribed, you can do that by clicking over here. And of course, we have linked another one of our latest videos up here for you to watch too. And if you're looking for a program that puts the science back in strength, then head over to athletex.com. Make sure you get any of our programs are all based on science, real science, putting it back in strength to make sure that you get better results for your time in the gym. All right, guys, I'll see you soon.